It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, y'all. How we doing? We're doing great. I think so. Yeah. I think we just screwed something up real bad. What did you screw up? <laughs> already? We just started. I know. I know. We've been, okay, no, we're I've been okay. recording for 39 <laughs> seconds and already... <laughs> Just delete it and start over? What happened? No, it's all good. It's all good. Is it? I didn't screw it up as bad as I thought. But you did screw it up. A little bit, yeah. What'd you do? It's not. It's not even important. I lost all of our videos for a second. Oh, that's not important at all. You got to leave those for the outtakes for your Patreon. Yeah. That's it's right. All. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have someone edit those together. It's fine. We're all be, good. Everyone will be like, yeah, cool. I know. I've seen this for six years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We have a good one for you today. We are uh, celebrating, uh, sort of in a roundabout, weird-ass way, uh, the opening of Star Wars Land in Disney World, which opened, of course, everybody knows, August 29th, 2019. And so what I decided to do is actually finally figure out how Batu and Black Rock Spire actually fit into the Star Wars universe and so what the point is. Okay. Because it's not going away. <clears throat> and that's much, that much is obvious. So um, we decided to do that. And then today to help with that are the boys from Bantha Milk Podcast, Nick and Rob. What's up, Hello, y'all? Everybody. How are you doing, y'all? You should start Thanks, by explaining what those two things are that Jason just said because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, Nick and Rob? Nick and Rob are two, are two men. They're Bantha, two men. Bantha oh. and Milk? Nick. No, the Bantha. Oh, and Bantha and Milk. That might be another. Oh my God! Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. no. Sounds like college. <laughs> oh, I like it. Pod um, and yeah, so we are from Bantha Milk. I think we've been on here before. So if you if you know you know if you listen, you probably have seen us, or at That's least true. Rob. Rob's got a very familiar, recognizable face. That's true. I'm just glad that he's so far away from the camera we can't really see. That's true. <laughs> That's right. We're here to we're here to talk some Star Wars. We love Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So we're so we're going to be doing our thing, and then you guys are going to take over. And you have a quiz that we took, which would be kind yes. of fun. So we're going to go through that and a couple of little Star Wars, uh, you know, things here and there. But I feel like it's time for us to embrace Batu, and that's what this I show agree. is all about. I'm there. I'm there for it. I'm here for it. We should all embrace Batu. That's I think true. this is going to be good for you because you really waver on whether or not you like Batu, whether you like Star Wars Land. Yeah, that's and that's but that's pretty much true of me and basically anything. <laughs> no, that's yeah, it's absolutely true. So, you know, next week's show is going to be about you know what we should get rid of Batu. Oh, no. yeah. Push oh, that, no. wheel that Death Star over, and just delete everybody. That's wow. my next show. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty extreme, my friend. Thanks, man. Anytime. <laughs> I want, you know, I grew I, I grew up in the era of the X Games, so I get it. I get it. Uh, before we get <laughs> to the, before we get to the show, you can find us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Feedback goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions or guest suggestions goes to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev at earsup-podcast.com. Anything else comes to me, Jason, earsup blah blah. Um, we're talking about the parks. We're talking about Disney World. If you guys are planning your trips to Disney World. Hit up concierge dot 
Com. They will help you plan your trip now that there are reduced hours happening at Disney World. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that has changed that you need to know about, and it's hard for, even for us to stay on top of it. But the folks at Concierge obviously have that, that inside track with uh, Disney World because they sell tickets for Disney World. So they will help you get all your reservations. They'll help you do all that kind of stuff. Take care of parking. Take care of, uh, of, of uh, hotel reservations, all that kind of stuff. And it's no extra charge to you it is all excuse me it's all a free service there's nothing on top of the actual just ticket price for the park so check them out concierge.com they're great people you can support this show by going to etsy.com slash shop slash cove ears we have a a, a new shirt it's our tiki room shirt you should check that out it's a cool uh it's a cool little dealio over there um but the best way of course, is going to patreon.com slash ears up. And that's the ultimate, the the pin ultimate, I think, is the <laughs> word. Uh, sign up to be a, a Patreon supporter, as little as two bucks if you want, whatever you want to sign up for. Uh, but at $5, you start getting rewards, one of which is the secret show, which we are recording tonight after this show. And that's where we uh, drink and swear and uh, basically make fun of Beverly. <laughs> So definitely do that. I have edited the, uh, you know, I've just redid some of our tiers. I've edited our, our first episode of Cool People Doing Cool Things with our friend Tommy, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'll be honest with you. I, I got a secret, um, what, what is that? A preview of it. Yeah. And Well, while it- you were asleep, I just put headphones over your head. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's actually, I, I'm very, very impressed. I thought it was a very good Thanks, interview. Man. It was very fun. Um I'm excited about. It. I'm, I'm. I meant to like cut a preview f- of it for this show so I can play afterwards or even whatever, but I I haven't done that yet. So I apologize. But it's pretty cool. Um, you guys remember the first episode where I was like, you know what we need to really be doing is a 15 minute show, and then. <laughs> When I was plugging, uh, cool everybody people doing remembers that <laughs> cool people doing cool things. I was like, it's going to be like a fifteen-minute show. It's not going to be very long. It's going to be quick. It's a thirty-nine-minute show. <laughs> and I edited, it, I edited it down from like forty-five. It just it really tried, but I don't know. So anyway, uh, uh, you, you'll have some more content up, and that's for the twelve-dollar level or uh, above. So you guys can check that out. Uh, I'll probably be posting that tomorrow. I'm kind of excited to do it. So I'll maybe uh, hit get it up there before the end of the month. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. I did all of our things. Uh, Taryn's new show, House Meeting Podcast, has a new app that came out yesterday. Yesterday, and then we'll have another one hopefully come out tomorrow after yeah. Live Eviction tonight. You, for all you Big Brother nerds out there, take a listen. Take a gander. There you go. Like and subscribe to Taryn and rate, please, and do whatever happens. Follow them on Instagram. I just did. Yes. Oh, nice, babe. <laughs> Um, subscribe on YouTube. Taryn is disappointed that nobody listens to him on YouTube. So check him out. Actually, Taryn, uh, they do live shows on their YouTube channel. So if you're into that, if you're look, if you're not doing anything, even if you don't care about the stupid show, <laughs> put it on. Put you it on. You can watch me like blubber. Like you can see how much I edit then the show because I'm like, <laughs> ah, I have to do that again. And like, it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty messy, but that's the fun. best part about live radio, man. <laughs> you just, you gotta just go with it. Um, all right. I'll tell you what. Everybody, let's get into Batu. Batu, what do you think? Thank goodness, Rob. You look dressed for the part. Look at that guy. He's yeah. ready to do Star Wars. <laughs> Green hat. Is that my... a Star Wars hat? It is. Oh yeah, Wars. you better believe it. 
Baby Yoda's driving a Jeep on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what course. a Jeep driver shirt that is. Who got that for you? Was that a gift? It was It was a gift from me to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the back it says, uh, never mess with a man born in August. I That's love right. my Jeeps and I love my family even more. I'm, anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, so uh, Star Wars Land is officially not going anywhere. Remember that one rumor site uh, a couple years ago <laughs> that said something about Disney talking about retheming that new land because of the low crowds there? That was so stupid. You guys remember when we talked about that? Yep. It, no. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> And we called them out, and it was like, it's just Disney rumors are weird, man. Um, so I figured as the resident Star Wars lover, I mean, except everything after 1984, I'd finally <laughs> try embracing Black Rock Spire and the world of Batu by learning how this new land fits into the greater Star Wars universe. Now, this segment probably will be only 15 minutes, and that's good. <laughs> I may actually get, uh, you know, get that, that target uh, time down soon. All right, first, where in the timeline does our version uh, of Black Rock Spire take place? Our version is, is the only version. Uh, somewhere in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Which, I don't know, man. To me, is just both of those movies are kind of boring, but that's just me. Sorry. Um, inspired by the Petrified Forest National Park, Batu is an original location, so it's not mentioned in the first six movies at all or any of the books at least up to you know a certain point. Once the decision had been made to create a whole new world for Star Wars land, Batu and the Spire started to find their way into the current films and books. Batu is considered canon, so whatever storyline is taking place at the moment, there is officially in the Star Wars universe. Wait, which, can you explain what that? What is canon? Mean? It's like gospel. Yeah, it, it happened. Like when when Disney bought yeah. Star Wars, like you know, 10 years ago or so, there were all these different books, Star Wars books that have been written since 1977 that Disney basically said, those don't count anymore. We're redoing all that. Mm -hmm. And so that was no longer considered canon. That's oh. now considered Star Wars Legends. And they restarted like their canon. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Black Rock Spire was in development for six years in total, which means a full two years before it was officially announced to the public. Makes total sense, right? So you had two years of just kind of blue sky and kind of whittling it down to see what it's actually going to be. Much of the production work was done by the same team, actually, who worked on the films, which is why that land is hyper-realistic. <laughs> it's essentially a movie set that you can just go and get dehydrated on. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it looks... It looks awesome shade. <laughs> it, exactly. Uh, it it looks great. It feels real. It's it's so much different from anything else, and that's why because you basically had you know movie production nerds working on it too. Uh, early early concept designs from Lucasfilm showed Batu with a jagged geography, which also conveniently helps block out views of nearby Earth structures. And the writers reacted to the illustrations by asking questions that eventually became canon. Now, Taryn knows what that means. Uh, could they have been all these tall, towering trees from hundreds of thousands of years ago? And could they have eroded and petrified over time into rock? And what if one of these spires was really special? It's in the middle of the outpost, and that's how Black Spire Outpost got its name, because it was blacker than all the rest. None more black. It could get none more black. Wow. Which I thought that was kind of a cool little uh, quote, and I, I didn't uh, attribute it to anybody, so I apologize about that. If you guys are going, what? Well, that was weird. That was weird words. Um, attribute to yourself. Yeah, I said that. 
There you go. <laughs> Which is cool because, like, so you get the concept designs and the writers come in and go, oh, and then they just sort of snowball and that's how they're, they're – that's how – Black Rock Spire came to be. I, I hear that's how they wrote the last three movies. <laughs> yeah, I think they wrote the last three movies like David Bowie would write some songs where he would just take like sentences and cut them up and put them in a hat and pull yeah. them out. And go, Here like you go. It. That's <laughs> it. Pull them out and say, no, this is what's going to happen next. Yeah. So where is Batu? It's set in the Outer Rim Territories just before Wild Space. Capital W, capital S, which is really just <laughs> uncharted space, right? There's no maps. Where the scary stuff comes from. That's right. There's no yeah. maps of the area. Uh, Batu has three sons, which to me, you know, when when we went to Star Wars Lantern, people were saying, I don't know, uh, pray to the sun or hail no, the sun it was or something sun, something like that. Morning, bright suns, bright suns. Yeah, and it's like okay. I didn't know that oh, Batu had. They, there's three sons. Like uh, three sons out of thing. Like, yeah. like citizens of Batu, which are the workers, they have yeah. their own language as well. Yes. So, uh, bright suns yeah. is their way of saying good morning, good morning. or hello. Yeah, like cast members, not just random uh, weird. People. Yeah, I was like, just like guests, because that's hella weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> guests would say it back. Guests are encouraged. They, they caught on to greet the cast members in such a manner. Sounds right. Yeah, I, it's I, a little too dinner theater for me, but that's fine. Um, the suns have names. Yeah, the sons have names apparently. Ubot one, Ubot two. Creative. I bet you can't guess. Yeah. Wait for and it. then Rodolfo, which is the third. <laughs> no, it's uh, Ubot three. And uh, Batu is located in the Trillion sector. Thank goodness. Yeah, I know, right? I was really concerned. These are things. Well, you know, hey man, look, you can't have it. You can't have the weird neighbors too close. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. So I have a question. Okay. Um, do do any of the movies ever go out to the wild west space that you talked about? What is it called? <laughs> the wild, wild space. Space wild? Wild frontier. Uh, Will Smith, right? Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Klein. Flying through the... Um, I don't believe so. Okay. That's great. No, none of the movies do. Uh, uh, there are threats that come from the outer regions, like... Um, was Exegol in the outer regions? Now that I'm thinking about it, in the in the last movie that we had, it was very far out, so it could have been. It might have been close because, like, if you're like play the video games and you follow like the weird kind of uh, story they laid out, apparently the emperor sensed this unknown disturbance coming from the outer regions, mm-hmm. um, and that's when he started his plans for like the the first order and stuff. And then we all thought, oh, there must be this big threat coming from the outer regions, and that's what Snoke was. And then Snoke turned into nothing, so we don't we don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Matt Martin, a creative, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Matt Martin, a creative executive for the Lucasfilm Story Group, compares it to the forgotten towns uh, dotting Route 66. Quote, the planet Batu was once a place where in the early days of hyperspace travel, ships would go to stock up, resupply and gas up uh, before they ventured out into wild space. They were sort of the, the last stop before, you know, nothing. You know, when you're driving on the highway, and it's like last gas for 250 miles. <laughs> that was basically Batu. Um, as time has gone by, hyperspace travel has advanced. Better hyperspace lanes have been established. And now Batu's kind of fallen a little bit from its glory days. Now it's the place where people go when they want to get lost, when they want to be off the radar. Which sort of sounds like Tatooine. I'm just going to say, like Moss Eisley. Radiator Springs, actually. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like Radiator Springs. Yeah. You know, it sounds like Oakley. <laughs> 
In Star Wars lore, Batu was once known for its lush trees and mountain spikes. Thousands of years ago, trees eroded, petrified, and became wayfinders that captured the imagination of intergalactic travelers. For the first settlers to Batu, the petrified remains of the once towering trees became iconic landmarks of Black Spire Outpost, guardians of the village, and the heart of the outpost. So a lot of the, the lore and their, their village stories sort of centered around these spires. Uh, Imagineers worked really hard to bring a sense of realism to Black Rock Spire and the market therein. Any market in any village is going to have background noise that is unique to only that space, right? That's just kind of what happens. It's, it's hypercultural. It's you know it is what it is. Um, even with uh, an element so small as background, um, you know, audio, the audio can be heard even inside the restroom, or they call it the refresher. Oh. Yeah. Not the back tube. They don't call it the back tube. No, nope, they don't. <laughs> um, and a handful of other places. Creators sought to, uh, you know, uh, give a depth of storytelling with alien languages represented and delightfully absurd local flavor from a Wookiee hair product commercial to a droid call in program. <laughs> now, now, did you say Wookiee hair product? Yeah. Apparently in the bathroom, <laughs> they're, they're like selling Wookiee shampoo. Well, now that is just a problem I never really thought about a Wookiee needing. Right, but, but otherwise they would just have dreadlocks. You're right. I mean, they, the fur does look very, very soft. I am sort of waiting for the first dreaded out Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> just like smoking a big doink, just oh, hanging out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, there's a, another quote again from someone I didn't um, note who I stole it from. They say, just imagine if you go to Paris or you go to Madrid – there's a culture there when you step off the plane. We're trying to build that culture. I mean, they've done that. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, um, but that's kind of their specialty, isn't it? I mean, they do that in every park they have. It's kind of like their thing. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And they do it really well. I, I sort of wish that they would do it a little bit more in some of the lands. I mean, they, they do that audio trick, uh, you know, off um, by the flower market in Disneyland, you know, where, like, they have the dentist and the piano teacher and all that kind of stuff. And I think they do it in... Um, DCA somewhere too. I can't remember. They, it's like peppered throughout the park. So, uh, but that is it is a nice touch once you kind of like key in on it. Yeah. Um, once you're in Black Rock Spire, you'll find a, a Blue Squadron X-wing parked on a low platform alongside an A-wing fighter. This area apparently, and I had no idea. I just figured this is where you just park your stuff. Yeah. Right. You park your. You park, you park your Dragula, you know what I mean? Uh, this area is meant to be part of Batu's tranquil Surabat River Valley, where early planetary beings set up their own communities before venturing out and like creating like cities and stuff like so that. So it's like an RV park? <laughs> exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in an A-wing fighter down by the river. It's like the, uh, the Winnebago from Spaceballs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own, I'm best, my own friend. best friend. That a boy, Nick. <laughs> uh, the ruins of living spaces are built into the rock face, and they call to mind centuries-old earth structures like the Pueblo cliffside dwellings carved into the sandstones of Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado. I didn't see these. I didn't see anything carved into the side of anything. So what do I know? I missed it. I missed it. You got to open them eyes, man. On back to a group of yeah. 
On Batu, a group of new residents has moved into these otherworldly caves and structures. These ruins are where the rise of the Resistance ride begins and is nearby a gigantic scuttled starship. So maybe that's why, because uh, maybe these details are, are, are only available when you go further down into the, you know, into the ride queue. Nah. I don't know. So I have a little um, history. Well, here, let's do this one and then we'll go back. Uh, some props for uh, Star Wars Land were used in Star Wars. Uh, or They were made. Let me back that up because this is a little confusing. Uh, props were made for Star Wars Land that were later used in uh, you know, later movies and, and video games. Like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. The Mandalorian. Um, there were props that were literally made for Star Wars land that then were taken to use in these in these things. So uh, for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, you can recreate a lot of the lightsabers from that game at Savi's Workshop. The Mandalorian's helmet and that big-ass stun gun rifle thingy he has, you find those on the wall at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's... Yeah, and that's another way that that the Imagineers were sort of thinking, you know, ahead. Where if if they're going to sort of have um, a brand new clean slate that they can pull stories out of, like Batu, like Black Rock Spire, um, you know, why not pull double duty? You know, you have these right. designs. Let's use them for somewhere else, right? And and what they're doing now is, well, I'll, I'll go through this in a second, but they're sort of peppering mentions of Batu and the characters in between or there you know in in uh, in in different movies like example in solo a star wars story the droid L337 tells Lando quote you couldn't get from here to black spire without me and Lou Anders middle grade novel pirate's price features hondo oh Oh, Onaka. Naka. Thank you. Naka. Oh, yeah. not going to say this the right way. Um, <laughs> remembering a long ago hand and chewy adventure while settling up his, setting up his new Millennium Falcon smuggling operation on Batu. In Timothy Zahn's Thrawn Alliances novel from last year, we learned that during the Clone Wars, Padme Amidala went missing on Batu, and Anakin Skywalker came to Black Spire searching for her. Years later, Darth Vader would venture back to Batu with Grand Admiral Thrawn on a mission for, uh, from the Emperor. As people come to visit the cantina on Black Spire Outpost, this is the place where Vader once walked through. And Thrawn and Padme, says Matt Martin, Lucasfilm creative executive. We even know what Padme ordered at the cantina. And I meant to put that in there, and I forgot. Wow. I forgot to do that. Darn. I know. I'm stupid. Ugh. I'll figure it out later. Maybe someone can Google it. It was the fast. fizz one. The fizz? Yeah. The fizz one. Whatever it was called. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Something fizz. Yeah. Um, yeah during fizz the... is what it is. <laughs> get that fi- that get would fizz be um, the Bespin fizz. Yeah. There that, we go. That, that thing was so good. Uh, during the Clone Wars, Batu was also used to smuggle equipment and materials via Ogus Cantina. A bartender named Janot was the go-between, and he was also working for the local thieves and smugglers who were skimming off the top of the cargo and selling it for themselves. So there's a little bit of drama. So so uh, Oga's Cantina is definitely sort of this hub of thievery and smuggling and stuff like that. Too. Are there cantinas in Star Wars that are not? Yeah, I feel like every cantina we see yeah. is a hive of scum and villainy. I, bl- I believe you're correct. Well, yeah. uh, maybe the one at the uh, that cool casino scene. Oh yeah, well that, is that, that really a different cantina? type of scum and villainy? That's right? true. Yes. Yeah, they were, um, they were white collar scum. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I also found out something about Oga. 
Olga is a female. I, I guess that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I figured it was a girl. Yeah. Olga kind of sounds like Olga. Yeah, yeah. that's I. That's yeah. <laughs> um, and then she's a, a race, a, something called a Blutopian. And you should Google female Blutopian. They are, I don't even know how to describe the, I have no idea. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't even describe it. Google it. It's the most bizarre creature in the oh, entire universe. Oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so next time you go to Olga's Cantina, this is, <laughs> this is, this is what happened, but it is kind of cool because you know Anakin Skywalker's, uh, <laughs> or Luke Skywalker's, and Leia's you know mom walked through there. Padme, right? You know Anakin walked through there, and then later as Darth Vader came back through there. So there is some kind of lore. They're starting to bring this you know sort of together. Um, That's kind of a thing Star Wars does a lot too now. Though yeah. is they they've been like, oh, we have introduced something here. Let's pepper it here and there. So it's like, oh, it's an established thing. It's yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I used to not really like it, but now I guess once you embrace it, you're like, I, I, I understand it. I it has I to happen, it. I guess, with the world building they're doing. If they're doing like the Star Wars universe that like is going to keep going now, I guess like they're going to have to pepper in stuff like that. And it, they're doing it all right. I don't know. I, yeah. We're, I think everyone's just a little fatigued after the last three movies. But Well, I read that they're, <laughs> they're taking a break. Isn't K- yeah, Kathleen Kennedy that's... was like, we're going to stop and figure out what to do now because, the, yeah, that we're. That's uh, fair. Man, I'm, we're done. Once completely, no more uh, Skywalker. Or anything when they when they restart up again. So yeah, those of you that are tired of the Skywalker sagas, you won't have to yeah, deal with them. Right? <laughs> I figured once you had an R two D two shaped shower head, we're 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 done. We could stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then I found one last little bit of uh, information that I thought was just kind of cool. Um, at the dedication to Smuggler's Run, I believe this is from Disneyland because they opened first. Harrison Ford dedicated that ride to the late Peter Mayhew, who, of course, oh. was Chewbacca. Yes, that's the, awesome. In the movie, yeah, I thought that's really nice. So next time you're riding on Smuggler's Run, uh, just know that uh, it's dedicated to Chewie. What oh. okay. I think it's cute. Well, he deserves something. Right, <laughs> it's very true. He didn't get his medal. He, he, sure well, he might as well get a ride dedicated. Yeah, you know, I think I'd rather have a ride than a medal. Huh? I don't know. I'd rather have a medal. Hard to say, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can hang up a medal. You can't hang up a ride. Sure. Well, you can sell a medal. You can't sell a ride that's not even yours. That's true. Yeah. You know what he should have gotten though, Taryn? He should have got a can of Twenty First Amendment beer. <laughs> No way. They've been serving craft. Yes, way. They've been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years. And from their initial brew pub on 2nd Street, which is just two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and tap room across the bay in San Leandro. The 21st Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the parks. If Disneyland would open. (laughs) Next time you're in San Francisco, visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro, which is where it's all going down. To check out the new production brewery and tap room for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you are ordering your groceries from, like me. There you go. Um, I, I'm i a big fan of your guys' show. I listen all the time. And I, I just wanted to say Jeremy is wrong. <laughs> Finally, it had to happen. Yeah, had well, to happen. About what? About though? our show? or. <laughs> he said three or four shows ago that he couldn't find 21st Amendment in New Jersey. And I live in New Jersey, and I found Twenty First Amendment. So ah. it's he's got he's got it uh, like every every show for Bantha Milk. He's sipping on some Twenty First. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother! So you can find it in New Jersey as well. So it's there. <laughs> Just gotta look a little harder. Yeah, Jeremy. God, Jeremy. 
Sick of this. I looked next to the box wine and I couldn't find it. So the store doesn't have it. It's not sold in New Jersey. It was box wine and no, no 21st Amendment. So, um, uh, do you want me to? I'm going to piggyback off of your. Are you done? I'm yeah, sorry. No, Jake. I'm done, baby. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, you right, got good. it. So now, what we're going to do, the whole reason Nick and I are here is because we are a uh, Star Wars podcast as well. So, banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk or BanthamMilkPodcast.com, whatever you want to do to try and find us, you can find us. We're out there. Uh, I added to what Jason had to say. So um, we're going to play a little game, especially for the ladies in the, in the, uh, in the crowd tonight. I I saw, oh, it's a game for the ladies. I was talking about Star Wars. So yeah. our first little game is called Who Are the People in My Neighborhood? Galaxy's Edge Edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. So when you go to the Galaxy's Edge, there's 12 different characters wandering around or there that you can find, and not including the people that are in um, the rides, because Finn is one of the guides and one of the rides, and I didn't include him. So if you guys can can tell me who the people are that you'll find in Galaxy's Edge. And now when you go back, you'll actually know who you're looking at. There we go. Okay. I love it. The first, first couple, pretty easy. I think you guys will be okay with this. The Clue for the first person. I am very tall and hairy. I'm a very good shot and carry a weapon called a bowcaster. Me. Chewy? Chewbacca. Wow, Chewbacca. that was. Very good, yes. All right. Correct. Eric Johnson. Four <laughs> points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor. There you go. So Chewbacca is there. You can find Chewbacca in Galaxy's Edge. So you guys knew him. So good job. And here's another one. You probably will guess this one. I changed my last name. I started my life as a scavenger, and this is a, a female as well. So, do you know who changed her last Ray? name? Yes. Ray? Yes. Sure Good job, well. Bev. Yes. Nice. I've actually never seen any movie with Ray in it. I just know that she's a character. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that, was a, that was a hit. Good for you. Nailed it. Uh, the next one, uh, I have a bad attitude, and I want to be like my grandfather. That's I me. wear a mask. Yeah. And he's a bad guy, so they're all the clues that I'm giving you. Oh, I know. Um, oh, what's his name? If he's sitting he, right there. He was this, a, is, this is John Meyer. Who, not him. The brewmaster of Rogue. This is no. not who you're talking about. <laughs> he's a, he's a, Are you sure? Are you sure that's not him? <laughs> it's Kylo, right? He's a Kylo Mandalorian. That is, oh. that is Kylo Ren. It's Never mind. <laughs> I was wrong. You were wrong. Um, the next one, there's a whole bunch of these guys, and they all wear white armor. Death troopers. Star- storm yeah, troopers. Troopers of the storm. Sorry, I said a bad oh, word. Oh, boy. Whoa. Enemies of the air, beware. Beth said a bad word. What was it? I said the S word. Oh. Oh, yeah. sugar. <laughs> right. All right. So those were the easy ones. Oh, oh no. Boy. <laughs> a little bit more difficult. And this one, Jason mentioned this person's name already. So okay. let's, you were paying attention. Oh, God. Uh. First scene in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, this Weequay space pirate has turned over a new leaf and established a legitimate business on Batu. Well, I'm not going to tell you what it, the name is because it's his name. Uh, <laughs> this shipping organization transports hard-to-find items across the galaxy, and they're always looking for new recruits. On Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, travelers can help him transport some very precious cargo. 
Any clues? Any guesses? It's, it's the guy that Jason doesn't like from the movie. <laughs> Which that. one? Oh, wait, no, he's on bot. Like, I don't know. I don't he's know. This, here, this may, character may, actually never showed up in one of the movies. I could, like, picture him from the ride, but. Maybe some uh, some soothing background sounds of Batu will help. <laughs> there you go, yes. The chat got it. Oh, okay, the then it's Hit Hondo. Get it? it is. You are right. Congratulations, Jackson. <laughs> Way to go, Jackson. Get it, man. <laughs> yes, it is Hondo o- Ohana. Onaka. Yes. Hondo, Hondo. Yeah, Hondo is like he's pretty big in 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 the Outpost. Right? He's he's mm. he's all over Clone Wars and he's all over uh uh the next one. What's the next Rebels. One? Rebels. That's that's the in Clone Wars, yes. All right, it's almost next... midnight by us. Sorry, it's hard to <laughs> Um did you guys ride Star Tours? Yes. You yes. Made yeah. This person on Star Tours. He is now a DJ. Uh in Batu, but he used to be the um, driver of the Star Tour ship. Taryn, you're in love with him. You should know. I know. Oh, I just uh, can't think of his name. DJ. DJ name? hits are just three in it. There is a three in it. Uh, three CPO. No. <laughs> three CPO. Three CPO. <laughs> Isn't that what he's called? He's the gold guy. Well, <laughs> Isn't that what his name? <laughs> three CPO. <laughs> it's like letters. It's like three three PO three M. I don't know. <laughs> you're very D- close. DJ. I mean, you're not wrong, Bev, because C three PO was on Star Tours, but it's he drives the thing. No. Oh, yeah. Pit the chat just the gave it to me again. Uh, but DJ Rex, I thought it was Rex. So the th- so there is a three, but it's confusing. Right. DJ R X. So DJ R three X, but he's known as Rex. Gotcha. Yeah, because he wrecks the turntable. He's so good. He's my favorite. He's so good. He's the best. DJ you can ever. hear it from outside, and I was like, I actually felt like I, like I, I was transported back to like my being twenty one, and I was like, all I want to do is be in there. I'm out here, and I want to be in there. <laughs> I don't care if I have to wait four hours in the sun. I want to be where that music is. Hmm. I still love it there. Good. We had very different young adult experiences. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm out here. I don't want to go in there. I want to stay out here, and I want <laughs> nobody to talk to. Yeah. That, that is that is something that has lasted me throughout my adult years. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get it. I want to get a falafel from the guy in the corner and go home. Yeah, exactly. Hear that loud to- bass? Take me far away from that. I want to DoorDash that falafel and never. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So DJ R3X. Okay. DJ R3X. Very good. Uh, this next, this next, not C3PO. No, sorry. <laughs> good guess though. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> this next person was not in any of the movies or in any of the shows. Uh, she is General Leah Organa's top spy for the Resistance, and she's on the run from the First Order. Don't be surprised if she comes up to you and asks you to help keep an eye out for stormtroopers or to help with a distraction so she can get away. So this hmm. person's part of a show there in Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if you guys stopped and watched a little street show or not. We did not. I don't think anyone's going to know this. This is tough. It is tough. Her name is V. Modari. Oh, but somebody in the chat room knew it. Wow. The chat's job. really good. 
Yes. So she is strictly. That person needs to make sure they watch some uh, or listen to some Bantha Milk podcasts. Yeah. Whoever that is out there. <laughs> we need you watching our There's show. two of them. <laughs> all y'all. And then uh, the all of the employees who work there are all called uh, citizens of Batu. So they're all the citizens. That's not really a trivia thing. I'm just letting you know that that's what they call them. Okay. Uh, this and now we're getting into even more extreme people here. And I'll, I'll just do uh, I'll just do like this last one. There's more than this, but okay. we're not going to guess any of these, so whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this Ithorian is a collector of all sorts of galactic artifacts. He buys, sells, and trades his value, valuables in his antique shop in the Black Spire Outpost Marketplace. He is also known as the gatekeeper of the Black Spire market in Black Spire, so locals know to never to cross him. Travelers who visit his shop will find him working away at his desk and barking the occasional order at his assistants. So he's in one of the gift shops. Anybody in the chat know who the person is who <laughs> runs one of the gift shops? I. It's the name of the store, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know, but I remember seeing the name on the map. So yeah, it definitely is. You're right. Brian it, says Doc. Yes, Doc. Doc Ondar. Ondar. Doc Ondar. Right. Ondar. Yes. It's not so what I thought. He's actually not there. He's like behind <laughs> the screen, so you don't really see him. But it's a little computer image of him. Um, but they were the they were the main people that you could run into while you're there uh, on Batu. So I thought that would be fun to play a little game and see how many of the – and the, the chat did very well. So I'm very yeah, proud of that. The, the chat did very well. Uh, y'all also did pretty darn well. The chat did a little better, I think, but still <laughs> impressed. Beth got better than me, and she hasn't even seen the movies. That's okay. – I did But bad. she did just see 3PO. So. I did <laughs> I think Christ, technically she thing. guessed 3CPO. 3CPO. I did, I yep. did say 3CPO. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, boy. All right. They're uh, all there. Nick <laughs> has a little segment that he would like to do. Also, you guys mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned something about it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, go so ahead. we're talking drinks now, right? Ooh, I like drinks. Right. So uh, we are Bantha Milk Podcast, right? Uh, so obviously, the Bantha Milk in the Bantha Milk Podcast um, comes from the fact that we like to have a little libation while we talk Star Wars. Who doesn't? Right. You know, everyone needs a little libation. Um, but there are obviously several drinks. I was going to make a drink uh, tonight uh, in order to uh, actually have it here with me because, you know, it's our thing. But uh, I'm having some acid reflux issues. So I'm just going to pass that over today. Uh, but I, I did want to talk about some of these, especially like the Bespin Fizz. You talked about the Bespin Fizz, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one sounds pretty good. I actually wanted to try and make that one. I'm assuming that's kind of like a slow gin fizz sort of a thing. Uh, but it's made with rum. Um, and y'all said... Did you try the Bespin Fizz? Yes, yeah. it was delicious. It was good? So good. Do you know anything about Bespin? No. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Anyone is... here know where Bespin is? That's Cloud City, isn't it? You're right. Look yeah. at that. He's it's got a gas it. That's right. It's a Cloud City. It's a gas oh. planet, Taryn. They mine gas from it. They okay. sure do. Yeah. They mine gas, which sounds kind of strange to mine from a gas planet, but yeah. yeah. Um, so this was, uh, if you want to go ahead and make your own Bespin Fizz at home, uh, you need a couple ingredients. Right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe quite a few ingredients, actually. Yeah. So it looks like you need some grapefruit juice, some orange juice, some pomegranate juice, some cranberry juice, some simple syrup, some Bacardi, some edible luster dust. I don't even <laughs> Sorry, know what, what 
luster dust? <laughs> oh, I actually, I literally have that, you guys. Okay. I can yeah. make this almost. So that's a thing. That's, that's yeah. a thing. You should go to a strip club. They have extra. It's fine. <laughs> they sell them at Joanne. Oh, they do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No, I, See, I actually that, have it in the cupboard. See, that, that surprises me. I wouldn't think Joanne Fabrics when I thought edible luster dust, but, you know. That's Remember that, like, sparkly beer thing? Yeah. That's what was in it. Yeah. The craze, yeah. I didn't know there was a sparkly beer craze. Yeah. Oh, there was. <laughs> when did I miss that? When Last we year? Were in Jersey. Oh, I guess so. I guess out yeah. in Jersey we don't get sparkly uh, sparkly beer. It'll be there in you two You missed years. the nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then it's apparently shaken, strained, and ideally served on jet chill, right? So, uh, it's an awful lot of booze in this, but it sounds delicious. A lot of different juices. Bacardi, what? you can't go wrong. What, what does the mustard dust taste like? What booze nothing. besides Bacardi is in there? That's it, man. It's uh, two ounces, else? two shots of Bacardi. Mm. Okay, um, and then it's it's like three quarters a shot of grapefruit juice, quarter shot of orange juice, half a shot of pomegranate, quarter shot of cranberry, half a shot of simple syrup. It's it's a pretty complicated drink. That's the uh, one with, like, which with the dry like ice one to one almost. Yeah, yeah so I thought the glass they had a little dry ice at the at the bottom of it. It's like in the little like container basically, and has you know holes in it, so the dry ice can activate. So it's like bubbling up and uh, that's the dry. Good. It's a cool effect. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good. Yeah. The drink is great. I'm thinking mostly probably of gin fizz, but don't they usually include an egg or an egg white to make them like foamy? Yeah, I don't think One it's like think. a gin fizz at all. Mm. No, I've never had a gin fizz, so that's why I... I, I they're I, delicious, I dude. They're lovely. Are they? Yeah, they're real good. That uh, Any egg white drink sort of makes it tart. Interesting. Yeah. Well, one of you should try and make a gin fizz and make it Star Wars themed. That way you can send it into our show and we can drink it. That's right. Terrence, you should do it. Terrence is a whiz at making <laughs> drinks with eggs. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so good I at it. I hate your entire face right now. Oh, no. You're good. I, like, I just wanted to pay is you a compliment. Is there a swamp in uh, Batu? Is that how you say it? Yes. Batu. But probably not anymore. <laughs> it was tried to a have us drink yeah. it. The Dagobah Downer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There was also one that caught my eye was that what was it the uh, the fuzzy tauntaun, which I guess is like a fuzzy navel, okay. um, which uh. is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, my, the first alcoholic beverage I really started enjoying was a fuzzy navel, and my father was really disappointed. <laughs> it would be too. <laughs> um, a fuzzy navel. Oh, yeah. it's it's peach. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's very fruity. It's really good. Sounds I mean, good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, but I guess they wanted a, you know, the fuzzy tauntaun. And if you don't know what a tauntaun is, uh, that those are those fun creatures that they ride through the snow on Hoth. They kind of sound like llamas oh. mixed with camels mixed with, yeah. a, you know, a dog dying. I thought they smelled bad. <sighs> on the outside. On the outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you should definitely go check out and get some of these drinks and uh, send them our way. You know, send us uh, your recommendations. And, again, me and Rob, we have a show where we drink Star Wars alcohol. So if you're not if you're not hip to that yet, check us out and send us some some recipes because we're really tired of making my wife make them all. Can we like make up the recipe? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Please do. Please <laughs> do. My wife has made two or three of them for me so far, and they've been great. Terrence, um, let's come up with a recipe for them. Between the two of us, we could do a good job. <laughs> so, I have a, it's called the Hoth. It's just an ice cube. There you go. That's <laughs> your drink. That's creativity. I like it. On dry ice. It's an ice cube on top of dry ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right. So that's, yeah. Go get some drinks and, and listen to Bantha Milk. Oh, All right. Good. And then the last thing for us before Nick and I venture Go off sleep. Star Wars land. Yes. Um, I asked you guys if you would 
do a uh, personality test. That's yes. right. Yes. And uh, I didn't tell you why. No. No. Just some strange guy is asking you for a personality <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, per- it was, it was kind of weird to me that you asked for my bank account and routing info too, but you know what? I did that and your social security <laughs> number and Nick gave all of them to me. So I was very happy about that. I trust Rob. Yes. So the reason I did is because judging off of your personality, we're going to tell you what color lightsaber you would have if you were a Jedi. I'm excited about it. <laughs> all right. All, this is all tied into Batu because you can make your own lightsaber while you're there in Galaxy's Edge. Right. Now, unfortunately, in Galaxy's Edge, you only have four different colors you can choose from. But this has 10 different colors of lightsabers. Oh. Wow. So depending on what your personality is, we'll tell you what color lightsaber you are. So... I'm going to start with uh, mine first because I know what I was. My uh, personality told me that I was a blue lightsaber. Oh. Uh, blue may be the most common classic. lightsaber color. Yeah, nice classic blue. Uh, basic uh, is what we call it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be nice here, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it is some of our main Jedi in the franchise use this color. This saber symbolizes justice and protection. It is used to protect people from harm and for those who fight on the light side against the dark. Therefore, this saber is perfect for someone within... I had an ENFJ personality, uh, are known to be inspiring leaders, much like that of General Skywalker and General Kenobi. Rob is just like Kenobi. I am. I am full of passion and charisma, and led by example, and always strive to do some good in the world. So I'm doing some good in the world one Star Wars podcast at a time. There you go. <laughs> Do me a favor, Rob. Explain this personality test because I sort of sure. feel like the real fun is going to be making fun of each other. Right. Yeah. So there's uh, 16 personalities. Um, this personality test. And they all live within me. All in. <laughs> in um, oh, here's the personality types here. Okay. So. Is this oh, that Briggs Meyer one? Is that what that one is? Yes. Yes. So yeah. there's. Yeah, Mars, yeah. Uh, commander, debater, advocate, mediator, protagonist, campaigner. Uh, well, that's fine. I, I feel like we should, when we when we give you our things, we should just we should say, yeah, mediator so, or whatever to give a little context. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and in the in the description of the lightsaber, it does go in a little bit as to the context of what it is, but whatever. Okay. So, um, perfect. Taryn sent yes. me her thing. ISFJ. Which do you have your your results in front of you by any chance? Uh, yes. Because the, in the if you get, if you emailed yourself the results, it also told you more about your personality. So if you wanted to read a little bit of what it said there, then I can tell you how that relates to the lightsaber, or I can just <laughs> tell you what the little bio about the lightsaber is and and why it would fit you. Well, I'll give you um, two sentences. The okay. I, I'm the defender. Uh, yeah. The defender personality type is quite unique as many of their qualities defy the definition of their individual traits. Uh, defenders are true altruists, meeting kindness with kindness in excess and engaging the work and people they believe in with enthusiasm and generosity. Lies. Rude. <laughs> Liar. Rude. Lie. Did you have Alice take that for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Click wherever you want. <laughs> No, I took it too seriously. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, as a defender, you would get a yellow lightsaber. 
Mm. It's like Ray at the end of the end of the series. Look at that. You would be Ray Skywalker, not Ray Palpatine. Uh, yellow lightsabers may just be the perfect color for these person personality types. I knew yellow I was lights- perfect. Oh. You were perfect. They were once <laughs> literally not what he said. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> they hear what they want to. They were once used by Jedi Temple guards who protected the temple and Jedi within. These defenders were pretty much glorified security guards and always strive to protect those they were sworn to protect, no matter who got in their way. So you're a very good protector. Because of this, it makes sense why Rey would end up with a yellow lightsaber at the end of the sequel trilogy. She's left to protect and begin again the ways of the Jedi. Hmm. So you are, I know what your Halloween costume is going to be. Okay. All right. Rey. I'll take it. All right. Um, Nick is an INFP. Yes, I am the healer. He's a healer. Yes. Um, I need to find... I'm apparently an imaginative idealist guided by my own core values and beliefs. There you go. To to me, possibilities are paramount. Did you know? I didn't know. I did not know that. Now I know. But are they paramore? Always. Okay. (laughs) And because of this, you would get a cyan lightsaber. (laughs) Wow. Cyan. Wow, that is oddly specific. Wow. You don't get a blue one. Nope. No, you're not yeah. basic blue. You're cyan. Yeah, that's right. We should really be doing these in Pantone. Oh. <laughs> uh, cyan became canon in Jedi Fallen Order, but were once known as Sunrider's Destiny back in Legends. It is sometimes called teal or aquamarine. So you can be any one of those three colors. You're that special. I like to think that during a fight, I take my lightsaber out and someone comments on the blue lightsaber. I'm like, excuse me. It's It's cyan. I think you mean cyan. (laughs) Because of its color and mix between blue and green, it can be inferred that this saber is some kind of combination between the two. So you could be combination of blue and green. You're cyan. You're fancy. Those are the three that I have. Cyan's actually my stripper name. Uh, anybody want to go next terrence does yeah i'll go um i am a protagonist i am an enfj dash a and your words not dash t wait you're fj you went zipfj dash a how are how are you wait you're two it's i'm right there in the middle oh wow yeah i've identified i've identified as both i just feel awesome Sybil over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as an ENFJ, you would be just like me mm-hmm. and carry a blue lightsaber just like me. So you basic. would be basic. <laughs> Not cyan. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and then what's that second part of his personality? Is that a different color? Is it is it a second ENFJ? Is it dash A and dash something else? Is that what you said? Yeah, dash A. So um, either assertive oh, okay. or turbulent. Okay. Yeah, that but, makes sense, sort of. Turbulent, yes. Yes. <laughs> Turbid, also, yes. <laughs> but in any case, still just a blue basic lightsaber. Just? <laughs> huh. Ain't it's nothing like, wrong with basic. <laughs> I live my life. I was going to say, ask Beth. <laughs> There's the reason they call it Coke Classic, y'all. That's true, baby. Exactly. Uh, Bev, did you take the quiz? I did. And I'm you- also a TN. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a DNA. A three C. She's a three C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm an architect. INTJ. 
INTJ. So let me find INTJ. Were you two, Bev? Just the, uh, would you call it dominant assertive and aggressive? And assertive and, and turbulent. Oh. Ah. Oh, INTJ. Oh, this is very good. You're lucky. You get the green kyber crystal. Whoa. Attuned to highly wise Jedi such as Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn. This saber would nicely match anyone with an INTJ personality type as those with this type are incredibly wise and seem to think up everything before they act. Do you feel that you're incredibly wise and think up everything before you act? <laughs> I do think I think about a lot of things before I act. Um, so in reading through this, it says it's especially rare to have this type only um, 8.8%. Wow. And women, women are even less likely to have it and um wow. one of the things that comes up is for lack of a better term judgy and that's very accurate for me oh. i'm a judgmental person oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah well she puts you... the claw in a white claw <laughs> <It's that. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i just love so, all these all these descriptors are great because the original like concept for the the colors basically came out of hey we can't see luke's lightsaber on screen let's turn it green and then but from there it was like hey we have we have uh video games uh let's give the people who want to focus on force powers green and lightsabers blue and now it's all this it's great and now it's all this so you are just like yoda you know who he is right i do know who yoda is (laughs) all right and then last but not least I am the um, a turbulent mediator. I'm INFP T. My role is diplomat. My strategy: constant improvement. Diplomat. INFP. Oh, INFP. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. You two would be cyan. <sighs> oh. Well, that's cool. Cyan. I feel like I, I feel like I would look good in cyan. Yeah. You could uh, cyan. You could pull off cyan. This, these tests are funny because, like, uh, you know, it gives you, you know, mind trait determines how we interact with our environment. And it's like introverted individuals prefer solitary activities and get exhausted by social interaction. They tend to be quite <laughs> sensitive to external stimulation, sound, sight, or smell in general. Yeah, that's babing basically. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. Yeah. So, now that you're all ready to go to uh, Batu and and you can tell them, listen, I already know what my lightsaber yeah. color is. Yeah. That's yeah. right. All right. I don't want to go to the show. Me and Jason can be like, listen, guys, it's cyan. I don't care what you got to do. It's cyan. <laughs> Did you guys order the ki- the ca- the cane light colors. <laughs> can I just now, say? What's weird is I was fully expecting red for me. Just mm-hmm. saying. Interesting. Uh, when I, when I took this uh, personality quiz at the bottom, like there, it shows like what celebrities are uh, have the same personality type it does. yeah um God. get the first one on my list beyonce just saying Boom. the first one on my list was michelle obama wow <laughs> first one Hell on my yeah. list was barack obama oh wow. got barack and oprah i got there queen elizabeth the oh, second bow down <laughs> bow down <laughs> At the bottom, it's it I got him? carrot top on mine. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I got me. Is that? <laughs> I don't that is- see the. Oh, because you got to click on the profile. Now I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, you got to go to your main like celebrities. Oh, and Elon Musk. Oh, I got Vin Diesel. Hold on. I don't see. Can I? Can I? Let me read and, my first three. And Vladimir Putin. 
<laughs> these are my wow. these are my first three, and I just want you to see the order they're in and how quick the drop off is. Barack Obama, okay, Oprah Winfrey, okay, John Cusack. <laughs> John Cusack is a is a big QAnon dude. What? Yeah, He's wow, a big yeah. QAnon conspiracy theorist. Really? Like, Jews run the world, like guy. Like he's out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So hold on. And I have Morpheus. He's not even a real person. Lawrence oh, I had I had you Caitlin have Stark. Fishburne. You have <laughs> Morpheus. <No>. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> characters. There's a character from a movie. Oh, <sighs> I wish you had That's Saw so Gerrera. That'd be even better. Star Wars. <laughs> I do not have these. There are no celebrities like me. No, no. Click, click the part that says. uh, So I clicked the architect. So click the thing that you are. Oh, the type. And then, and then it opens up a second page, and then scroll to the bottom of that, and you'll find your people. Got it. Okay. So I am J. R. R. Tolkien. Okay. (laughs) Okay. William Shakespeare. Ooh. Nice. Bjork. Nice. <laughs> what a nice. Alicia Keys. Holla. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, he's <laughs> handsome. Julia. <laughs> That's Loki. Julia Roberts. Oh, you're right. It was Loki. What was I thinking? Julia Roberts, your favorite. Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh. Ooh. You wear his cologne. Because you can keep going. Uh, Frodo Baggins. So. <gasps> oh, I was Samwise. Uh, wow, look at you two should go on a long walking trip together. <laughs> I'm also Arwen from Lord of the Rings, so that's three Lord of the Rings people. Wow. I'm Fox Mulder. Arwen and Frodo on the same uh, personality <laughs> trait. Yeah. Uh, Fox Mulder from the X-Files. That's a good one. Um, okay. Some chick from Downton Abbey. Who? Which one? Who? Sybil Branson. <laughs> oh, Sybil. Yeah. Oh, she died. She gone. She gone. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there you go. Oh, I didn't watch it yet. I, I I got Vito Corleone. Dude, I kept, oh. I kept going over. I have Walter White. Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. See, you have Vladimir I, Putin and Walter White. Hell yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't what? think that you are anywhere close to being either of those three people. <laughs> now, she got Walter White. She didn't get Heisenberg. <laughs> also, That's uh, true. How are you with chemistry? Tywin Lannister. Oh. oh Tywin. That makes. I mean, I was Will Turner. You're gonna rule the world and kill lots of people. Like, yeah, Bev. Jeez, yeah. folks. I drink told lots you of wine. I'm very judgy. I'm surprised <laughs> yours wasn't red. <laughs> also, yeah, get right? off the gray. red with all those mm. people. Putin would totally have a red lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, all right, wow. boys. Well, that's th- amazing. That's it, right? I think that was that's good it for us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> that was cool. Thanks for having us. It was a good time. Yeah, thanks for hanging. Go to yeah, bed. Yeah, that's fun. Get out of here. Oh, we've got to teach tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, I uh, the, the school year starts next week. I'm working at my mother's pancake restaurant. Uh, I got to leave here at 5:45 tomorrow morning. Oh, fun! I want pancakes. <laughs> oh, dude, best pancakes you'll ever have. They're like size of dinner plates. Nice. I'm out of Jersey. Wow. Well, what do you serve them on if not dinner plates? Uh, we serve them on lunch plates. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Good luck. Thank right, you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Good Take stuff. Care. All right, Everybody bye, guys. Well, that's that cool. Now we know what color fun. lightsabers we are. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, we got a little bit of this. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Ugh. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Actually, there's some good stuff in the news today, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Disneyland guests can reserve shopping times prior to arrival now. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you because you know Disneyland isn't open yet, so it's sure. downtown Disney. So the of course the Disney fan blog site is a little misleading, but it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, you can get uh, reservations for uh, shopping experiences in downtown Disney. That's about it. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Are you sure they're not talking about Disneyland? Like you can reserve shopping for Disneyland. Disneyland is not open. No, no they're, I know. they're doing okay. the, the the shops in downtown. Gotcha. Disney. That's weird. Uh, speaking of Disneyland, Disneyland is, quote, ready to reopen when California allows. Florida Governor okay with raising park capacities. There's a couple things going on here. The head of Disney's theme park said the company is ready to reopen Disneyland as soon as California officials establish health and safety guidelines that would allow theme parks to open. State officials have not allowed theme parks to reopen because of a spike in coronavirus cases. However, Orange County was removed Sunday from a list of counties on California's monitoring list for coronavirus. So everybody in Orange County who's crying and complaining about no mask, I can't breathe, and my oxygen levels and, you know, whatever, they want to control us. They uh, apparently sucked it up. They figured it out. Strapped a mask on their stupid faces. And guess what happened? Coronavirus went down. That's awesome. So Good for them. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, I guess. Um, on its website, the city of Anaheim said there will be no immediate change in its business reopening plan. Anaheim is still in stage three of reopening, which excludes theme parks. The city only gives coming months as the timing of its move into stage four. So things are uh, potentially slowly progressing. At least they're uh, definitely talking about it. Disneyland. I'm ready to open as soon as California says it's ready. Yeah. California gives them like 86 new rules. Yeah. yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Basically. Uh, the pandemic has impacted movie theater chains around the world. As we know, many theater companies are getting creative in their approach these days, even designing brand new socially distanced interiors. On one bright spot amid the movie industry's numerous pandemic problems, however, has been the drive-in movie theater industry. Mm-hmm. Since I don't, know why I, I don't know why I said it like that. Since drive-ins allow for easy physical distancing, they've become more popular than they've been in decades in the United States and other countries. Now, Australia's open-air cinemas is trying something new. This fall, the drive-in movie theater chain is launching the Disney Plus Drive-In series. Featuring popular Disney, huh. Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars movies. The Disney Plus Drive-In is currently scheduled to come to outdoor movie screens in Brisbane, Australia... September 17th to October 18th. <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Stop it. October 22nd to November Ugh. 15th. In Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Dates TBD. You sound like Flight of the Concords, but they're, they're, ba- they're manager. Yes, yeah, so I sound oh, like a, I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. But also he's from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The band meeting. <laughs> the band meeting you have to say you're uh, currently interested in uh, Disney movie fan oh, so anyway um anyways um that is happening so uh in Brisbane in Melbourne in I think that's Sydney. a good idea it's a great idea and uh the conjecture is well it it could be happening here at some point you know soon too and why not yeah I mean, that's great I think it's a lovely idea I wish Alice could stay up long enough to go to a drive-in movie uh, yeah I know that'd be cool I know you do uh, <laughs> I mean, not really. Yeah. Um, this I thought was kind of neat. Star Wars Galaxy Edge exclusive beers now sold out outdoor carts. The Gold Logger, excuse me, the Gold Squadron Logger from Oga's Cantina, now that I know who Oga is, <laughs> it makes more sense to me, is now available at select outdoor vending carts on Planet Batu for 14 credits. So uh, some of these you can only have gotten in Oga's Cantina, but 
uh, maybe they're, they're reducing the amount of people that are in there. So now they still need to move through <laughs> need to move through product. So yeah, that's kind of fun stuff for everybody to to check out. Um, this was a neat little article. What do you think the Disney movie that would most likely make women cry is? Uh, Inside Out. Beverly? She stole my answer. Give me a second. Uh, actually, Terrence. This is only for the boys, I think, because like then we could really judge. Terrence, what do you think makes these women cry the most Disney movie-wise? Like of all time? Yeah, apparently, um, yeah. Uh, 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 man. Up, I have a second I guess. guess. Bambi. Yeah. Plus Pixar. Bambi? Bambi was polled as the most no. as the movie to make most women cry. What? Okay. Well, apparently, I mean, like, most it's women- specific Disney, like that's the only Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, okay. Lion King, homie, that's way more sad than Bambi. What do you think is the mo- the movie most likely to make men cry? Toy Story three. Oh wait, is it still Lion, just a Disney Lion King? Movie? Uh, just Disney movie, man. Any any Disney. Marvel, Pixar, Toy whatever. Story three. Oh no, Star Wars. Marvel. I no man is crying during Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, crying Avengers in Star Wars. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Endgame? Up. Uh, yeah. Bro, up. <laughs> it's like I don't strings. even. Yeah, but it's really just like the first ten minutes, and then yeah, and then you have to watch the rest of the movie. Basically, but yeah, you can't man. you can't make it through the first ten mo- minutes without at least getting a tear in your eye. Oh that no, hundred percent. Poor Ellie, hundred percent. But same with Inside Out, dude. That movie, man, I love it so much, but I cry yeah. every time. I cry. Um, if you are a, a, a player of the Sims Four, the Sims game, there is a Star Wars Journey to Batu game pack coming out at some point too, available September eighth for PC and console. So if you can check that out, you can go to um, Journey to Batu. It's set on the remote planet on the edge of the Outer Rim territories, inspired by Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort. As a new visitor to Batu, Sims will experience the authentic sights and sounds of the Star Wars universe, including the Millennium Falcon and DJ R3X's interstellar hits at Oga's Cantina. They'll nice. also embark on exciting missions, unite with iconic characters like Rey and Kylo Ren, and get their hands on their very own lightsaber and droid. Wow. I know. So you'll leave your home and you'll travel to Batu, even though it was a long time ago, but whatever, uh, where they'll have to make a choice on which faction to work with as the actions their Sims take will lead to control of the Black Spire outpost. Sims can choose to support Rey and V. Morad as part of the Resistance Pledge Loyalty to the First Order under Kylo Ren or shift their focus to gaining credits with Hondo Onaka and the Scoundrels. Sounds good. It sounds it sounds less like a Sims game and more like a, like a video game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because also like if you've ever played Sims, like they fall, they get tired so fast. Like that, you would have to go there as soon as you wake up. After you, but you have to eat, you have to pee, you have to shower. So you have to have all everything in the green before you go. And then you what? You have ten minutes to play before I honestly you have to get back or I wasn't, you fall asleep. I wasn't sure if you were talking about actually going to Star Wars Land or playing Sims. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, it's yeah. the same. Um, I wonder if this is like a a prelude to doing like you get to visit Disneyland in Sims because that would be sick. That would be cool, man. One hundred percent. And then our last uh, story here is kind of cool, and I, I sort of want to talk to these people. There is a, a new Disney documentary 
um, that's on YouTube right now. It's about a sci-fi rock band that used to play at Disneyland for like one summer. It was, huh. it was called Halix. <laughs> um, so go to YouTube. I haven't seen it yet, but the, the movie is called Live from the Space Stage, a Halix story. <laughs> it's free on YouTube right now. Um, and it seems pretty rad. Um, here's the, the article. As explained in this incredibly entertaining and thoughtful documentary, the space stage was an area adjacent to Space Mountain in Disneyland's Tomorrowland section. It was kind of an open-air arena where live performances would be trotted out through the day and night, beginning in the late 1970s. But in the summer of 1981, a whole new experience graced the stage. Halix, a sci-fi rock band that was clearly born in a corporate boardroom, one that liberally borrowed elements from Star Wars and Kiss and packaged them for young summertime Disneyland visitors. How this rock band came to be and what exactly they were doing on the space stage at Disneyland, uh, later enclosed for the 3D performances of Michael Jackson's Captain EO. So apparently that used to be the space stage. Oh. Captain EO Theater. Uh, It's fully explored and giddy. Can you believe this actually happened? Detail. Um, it seems pretty uh, neat. Uh, there are uh, – anyway, just go check it out. It's Oh, uh, actually, this is uh, pretty wow. good information. This there are incredible. a number of colorful characters at the center of Live from the Space Stage and the creation of Halix, including, but not limited to, Disney Records executive Gary Cressel, writer and record producer Jim Magon, which J-Y-M-N, Jim Okay, uh, And Mike Post, the supernaturally gifted composer behind the theme music to Doogie Howser. <laughs> the A-Team and Magnum P.I. He also came up with the dun-dun for Law & Order. <laughs> cool. Imagine that's on your credit. That's what awesome. What have you done? Oh, I worked on a little, you know, the, the dun-dun from Law & Order. That was <laughs> Every, my idea. Everyone knows that. Together they concocted the general concept for Halix, a very stupid name that was agreed upon after several less stupid alternatives, including Starfire, which I, I, don't, I like Halix. It's very, it is very, like, early 80s. Yeah, uh, you know, rock and roll. Um, I have uh, some music from them. This is live. Yes, please. Live uh, performing the song Jailbait. I think they just did covers uh, at Disneyland in 1981. This is at Disneyland. I don't know. It just blows me away. It's weird, but I can totally see it. Yeah. Walking through Tomorrowland. I can see that. (laughs) These pictures are crazy. It's like, so the bass player is like seven foot tall. Probably not really, but she's a big tall woman. Um, And she sort of looks like the Yeti from uh, Matterhorn. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah. This is, they're all in costume. It's just, it's a trip, dude. What is it called? Halix. H Y H A, excuse me. H A L Y X. Oh. Halix. Wow. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So I, I want to talk to the filmmaker, uh, you know, chat up. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. We definitely should. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. I think we're going to, speaking of should, I think we should get out of here. <laughs> 
That's a good idea. Thanks, man. Let's go make a drink. We're going to make a drink. We're going to come back in half an hour off 20 minutes for the secret show. I'm excited about that. We got some news and we're going to hang out. So uh, you Patreon supporters, wait for that link. I I got to figure this out. I can't do the link until it, it's actually like up until we're live, which is stupid. So just hang out on in, in Patreon. You'll get your uh, your um, your notification. Maybe, maybe maybe I'll have Taryn just go live. Yeah, we could just go live now and just yeah. So blank. we'll go live in a second after right after this. I'll post the link in Patreon and give you guys you know time to filter over there. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks a lot to the boys from Bantha Milk. Thanks a lot to um, Conti Ears. You go to contiears dot com. I also want to thank our Patreon supporters so over on patreon.com slash ears up we have redone the tiers so everybody at the 12 dollar and up level gets a nice fat shout out at the end of the last show of the month of which this is of which this is so big shouts out to micah to ryan michael uh berkeley rugby i don't know uh that's just seems like a hippie name uh not because it's berkeley but uh because uh, i don't know it's not john or whatever but uh thanks to those people over there uh melissa nick marie andrew charlie greg greg not greg but greg uh carrie eric matt and james i really appreciate you guys very much uh you guys are are uh, helping grease the wheels over here and keeping us afloat so i really appreciate it thank you so much Thank you, of course, to the 21st Amendment for supporting this show. Be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer, wherever that is. <laughs> Close to you, far away, whatever. All right, I'm going to get out of here. You guys are going to get out of here, too, because I'm leaving and you can't stay <laughs> here. Um, thanks a lot, everybody, and uh, until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>